Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you don't. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us. I am your host, the Mayor, Matt Logston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I am the Lord Ketchum. And I'm Dave King of the Road. Alright, hitchhikers, so today we are going to review Christmas Evil from 1980. This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. <laughs> The grown-ups and the kids. Christmas Evil. The non-believers. Watch out! And the screamers. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in. Harry Stadling loves Christmas and everything about it with a vengeance. As a young boy, he was traumatized during one particular Christmas, and 30 years later, disgruntled by his dead-end job, tired of being harassed and belittled by co-workers and family, it appears that Harry has finally had enough. Pray that you've been good boys and girls so your name won't end up on his naughty list, where Harry's tune has final judgment. Uh-huh. Disclaimer, we will be discussing spoilers of this movie, so if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Absolutely. I say so. Also, if it's not a jolly dream, it's not worth having. True that. I'm having eggnog, because this feels like a festive movie. <laughs> Ew. It is a festive movie. Yes. And it's a festive drink. And happy holidays. Especially when you spike it with some yeah. yes. liquor. A little liquor? Yeah. A little liquor with your eggnog? I like it. You like it a little liquor in your <laughs> eggnog? <laughs> Who doesn't? I, I just don't like eggnog. <laughs> Put enough liquor in it, you might. <laughs> well, okay, touche. Have you ever had eggnog in a can? Oh, man, they need to invent that. Mm, that'd be something. Crack open an ice cool eggnog. <laughs> now in the 16 ounce can. <laughs> you can buy them. Tall boys. <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> Tall boys. Yeah. Oh, man. Well. Going to uh, our review here with Christmas Evil, uh, writer-director Lewis Jackson, he actually came up with the concept for this movie uh, one night in, in the 70s when he was uh, just he was getting high. Yeah, and, sounds uh, about right. He supposedly saw a vision of Santa Claus holding a knife, and then that's where the, the inspiration came from. This is kind of a dark movie, honestly. It's yeah. grim. It's shot grim. Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Low budget. Very Tone, low budget. Yeah. The tone of it all, it's, it is pretty dark. But well, we get this opening scene, uh, Christmas Day from 1947, and uh, we, we end up getting, it's a very elaborate charade from Mom and Dad with Dad being Santa Claus, and uh, we see two young boys, and this is actually young Harry and his brother Philip. They're discussing, like, oh, that's not real. That's not really Santa Claus. He's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, young Harry goes back downstairs, and he ends up seeing who he believes uh. to be Santa Claus groping his mother when it's really his dad. And uh, he just kind of it's kind of flips out. Yeah, it's... It's kind of weak. And, I, and I'll admit mm. that. I, I like this movie, but I it's, it's kind of weak. I, I feel... There, there could have been something without taking it way over the top that they could have added to that to make it a little more, I don't know, maybe believable. Yeah, because um, it's pretty terrible acting. I mean, there's no, they're not selling me on the whole thing. I don't know. It, I guess there's not really much to sell. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a silly idea, though. You know, it's, it's just a silly idea. Yeah. That he's tra- he's traumatized by the fact that. He saw Santa. He saw Santa groping mommy, but I do you know? Does he know that it's his dad? Mm-mm. Are you sure? He be- I don't. Well, I believe that he believes that's Santa. Okay, Philip. That's dad. That's not Santa Claus. Well, Philip Santa Claus didn't even really know about it. He was in bed during the whole time, wasn't he? No, they were both down there with Philip mom. Was down there? Yeah. Okay. Now, right. when Harry came back down... That's what I'm so, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it was just Harry. So, yeah, Philip didn't get to see all the nasty... No, yeah, he didn't see yeah, all missed a nasty time. Mm. Shit. <laughs> oh, Santa. But something that was interesting I did see when it was the dad, like, the, was putting a, a dish of water to wash your hands, was that a thing back then? Because I've never, I've never seen that or heard of that. I mean, the only time I remember people even doing that stuff was, like, back in the olden days um they had a bowl of water by their bed right and yeah stuff. right but yeah I, i'd never heard of leaving santa claus santa claus a bowl of water, a bowl of water so he can rinse his hands off right i never heard of leaving him a fresh dish of poontang pie either well <laughs> touche i don't know how fresh it was i just know it was a dish of poontang pie it was poontang pie yes i guess he was tired of cookies <laughs> <laughs> right yeah Give them the diabetes, <laughs> but uh, no, I was just—I I saw. I was like, "What? What is that all about?" Because I've kind of, in, in, with having kids of my own, I guess leaving sugar out for the reindeer. I guess that's a thing now. That was never a thing for me as a kid. I guess that's a thing. Yeah, it's got to have sparkly confetti and everything. Or, well, that. well, or it's oats, oatmeal yeah, oats. with yeah, glitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's reindeer, reindeer, magic reindeer, reindeer yeah. food. Yeah, they give it. Shit to my kids every year at school. Oh, yeah. Or they want to make him like, can we make them? I'm like, oh, fine. Gosh, I'm already doing Elf on the Shelf. I'm doing the pickle in the tree for the Germans. I'm doing, you know. What? What are you talking for about? Every, every damn nationality. Putting your pickle in the tree yeah, for the Germans. Yeah, you never Germans. heard of that? <laughs> what? Yeah, there's a, there's a tradition about the pickle in the Christmas tree. Whoever finds the pickle in the Christmas tree on Christmas morning gets a special gift. Is it a pickle when you put it in no, or does it just no, become a pickle? Don't get dirty with it. It's no, I'm not. No, I'm saying, no, because, like, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, it's a well, cucumber yeah. when it starts out, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's just an <laughs> ornament that's shaped like a pickle. And you hide it in the oh, tree. so you don't actually put a pickle in the Christmas tree? No, not real. Okay. Well, I'm sure in the, the traditional oh, yeah, way, I'm okay. sure they did. If you want to 
That's a funky ass. If you want that thing dripping all over your presence, you know, <laughs> go ahead. That's Get a pretty weird um, tradition there. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hmm. That's uh-huh. what you got to do. Just follow your nose, too, can Sam? <clears throat> yeah. There's a new one for you. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was weird. So, all right. Anyways. Um... So he has a fit and goes upstairs into you know his room and I guess he's he's very emotionally damaged by this point. I mean, right? The idea. I mean, that's just a sure thought. Because here's the thing: they he didn't see too much. I guess from 1947 standards, it was pretty risque. Sure. But yeah, he's so traumatized by this. Yeah. He's gonna throw his snow globe on the ground. Cut his hand open. And cut his hand open. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> hey, you know, different people are affected by different things differently. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, it ends up being a weirdo anyway. So it, oh, it he does. Oh, yeah. He absolutely does. Um, one thing I think it's worth noting, uh, at least the version that I watched, in the title credits, it was called You Better Watch Out. It wasn't Christmas Evil. Mm. When I watched it, it was called Terror in Toyland. Okay. I have a VHS copy of it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, but I don't have a Christmas Evil copy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, what, even cooler. It's got three what titles, titles right? title credit did you get? I had to better watch out. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I've gathered that the uh, the one that's out there streaming, they've updated. It actually does say Christmas Evil. Yeah. Now. Right. So. Is there any variations to the movie itself? I mean. Uh, th- I think there was a re-release where they cut like five minutes from it. Okay. But any I think of the nothing old copies, added, though. though. Yeah, probably any of the old old copies are just the same thing. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. wonder why they were released under different names. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it was by those three names. I mean, they toyed <laughs> around with all of them, honestly. Really? I think this one's the best, Christmas Evil. I yeah. think it's the best of the three. Yeah, I agree. Best named. Because I think the other ones are more like a tagline. Terror in Toyland, that sounds like a, uh, you know, we're going to be duking it out in a toy factory or something like that. Right. I mean, we do get a toy factory, but yeah, we but don't get, there's nothing, nothing like happens that. there. Yeah, so. Right. But we fast forward to current time, and we're quickly introduced to our main character, who obviously, and I cannot stress this enough, loves Christmas, Okay. <laughs> And it's Harry Stadling, and he's played by Brandon Maggart. He was actually an original cast member of Sesame Street. He was credited as Buddy. <laughs> and he was Lou Waters on the groundbreaking 80s Showtime comedy series called Brothers through the 80s. That um, kind of dealt with uh, three brothers, and one of them was gay. And how they supported him, and just, it was kind of like a, a drama comedy type show. Right kind of edgy for the time. I think it was like 84 to 89, 88, something hmm. like that that it ran. So. Not as edgy as Oz on HBO? <laughs> not, I would say probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty edgy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I personally, I think he is eerily brilliant as uh, Harry in this, and I think he's criminally underrated for my money's worth. I think he does a great job of appearing as a sympathetic, tortured soul at the same time, he's being this completely unhinged psycho with every day growing closer to Christmas. I, I don't know. I, I like I like the, the downward spiral we get because we start well before Thanksgiving. 
and right. we cover Thanksgiving. And I, I don't know. I kind of like that it's not just all rushed like within a couple of days. Like right. we, it's, it takes it's a, about a month and a half. Yeah, to, it's a it's a descent. Obviously, it's it's been going on for a long time because he's sure. got a you know a good and naughty list. Yeah, for real, really from, you know, nice leather bound books. Yeah, for all the kids in his neighborhood, I guess you know. Yeah. So yeah, he didn't pick and he's up at the Dollar General. <laughs> he goes on full creeper mode. Yeah, starts you know spying on him with binoculars and yeah, yeah. It's creepy. That is Very really creepy. creepy. He calls them his little darlings yeah. too, man. Like it, it just it it makes you really uneasy. It really does. And then he sees. You know, he sees the one boy taking out the trash, and then he sees the little girl playing with her dolls, and then he sees creepily. Oh yeah, very creepily. All of it is very kind of like, ew. (laughs) You know, know, the real Santa supposedly spies on us all the time. This is true. Presenting that, I mean, yeah, we don't think anything weird about that, do we? No, he's watching through like a big magic globe or something up in the North Pole, right? Yeah, not. Ever. Hiding out on a rooftop across the street. Yeah, with binoculars. With binoculars. In a disguise, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's it's weird. But then he sees Moss Garcia looking at a girly mag, and then he totally spazzes out. And uh, as we kind of talked about Fucking it. Moss Garcia. Moss Garcia. Oh, that's that's a cool bastard. name, man. I like it. Just a little shit. Yeah. He's going to be a troublemaker. He is. He's on oh, a yeah. prison record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But just like Stuntman Mike, legit has a book. Yeah, so does. does Harry. Yep. He's got two. He's yeah. got a good, and he's got a bad. Yeah. Right. You definitely don't want to be on the bad. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Throughout this movie, you know, he's not really, you know, harmful towards children or anything. Mm-mm. You know, he's more like, you know, I'm going to try to correct their ways while they're young and stuff. Right. All the victims, you know, are. Adults. Adults, you know, who are already down the wrong path, and there's no redemption in sight for you. Fun fact about our lead character, Brandon Maggart. He is the real-life father of pop singer Fiona Apple. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. That's dad. Interesting. That's Hmm. supposed to be fascinating. Fiona Apple. It's an old school. Hey, it's noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cool. <laughs> He's more famous to me than her. So. Hmm. Okay. That's just where I'm at. Nice. <laughs> no fucks to give for Fiona <laughs> from the king. Taking it you to bed with you. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's staying in my pocket. Oh. But we end up figuring out that Harry, he obviously, you know, Works at a toy factory, and he's bullied a bit by some of his co-workers, despite a recent promotion, uh, mostly by Frank, who more or less cons Harry to take his shift so he can go drink at the bar with his buddies. Um, We'll get back to Frank here in a bit, but you really start to kind of feel bad for Harry, but at the same time, you're like, Man, he's spying on him. Like, what? What is up with this dude, man? Like, there's something off. Like, I, I you want to feel like he's harmless, but there's something about him. He needs to get over it. I mean, seriously, it's it wasn't that dramatic though. An experience. I don't know. I don't think that they captured it. You know, for him to start his the reasoning for his descent, it, it should have been sold a little bit better. You know. 
I, I agree. I, I agree with you on that. Just kind of like the what happened to him as a child. I kind of feel that's a what I'm talking flimsy. about. Yeah. Oh, what I'm even talking about, like just now, thirty years later, this the things that are happening here, what we're seeing in you know current time. Right. This is what did it. No, I see what you're saying. I, I get that. It's it's a flaw of the movie. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, would somebody really start going down the, 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 a path like this, you know, to where he's like, you know, becoming the manifestation of Santa Claus right. in his own brain? Um, <clears throat> all because your parents were doing it out with, like, Santa Claus and mom? The role play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree I with know. you. I don't know. But the, uh, the toy factory in the film, it was actually a real toy factory that was in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and it was owned by Lynn Pressman, who was the mother of the film's executive producer, Edward R. Pressman, who made a bunch of board games. Yep. Uh, I've got so. some of those board games. Do you? Oh, yeah. I oh, I figure, yeah. That's cool. Hell, yeah. <clears throat> but we get a really odd scene where Harry, we end up finding out it's his brother, but he goes and spies on his brother and sister-in-law, kind of getting it on there in the living room. Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry, boy. He's, oh, Harry. He's, he's an oddball. He's an oddball. He's he makes Harry. it he makes it hard for you to feel yeah feel to make you feel real bad you know even though you do kind of feel bad for him his timing is terrible yeah going places and seeing things right. dude yeah he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time he's the right actor for this though I mean this is what he's supposed to be and I think he's very effective with it I I agree with you I I think Maggart did a really bang up job on this mm-hmm. I mean to be totally honest with you I really do he looks right for it and everything yeah. yeah but it's crazy to see a young Jeffrey DeMunn who is uh, Philip um, he's was Dale on AMC's The Walking Dead and he's a regular in numerous Freak Darren Bond movies uh, it's a role it's not his typical fatherly type no. do-gooder role that asshole. we're kind of used to yeah he's a bit of a jerk here yeah. Uh, pretty fit dude, actually, too, at, the, at this time. Yep. He's out there, he's doing push-ups. I was like, damn. And he's got a full head of hair. Yeah, it's it's weird, it's weird. seeing him out. Yeah, because yeah. he, he always seemed like he would be, like, your uncle or grandpa. Yeah. He yeah, wasn't. He, wasn't. he was in Green Mile. He did really yes. good. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. But the conversation that Philip and Jackie, who was played by Diane Hole, uh, where they have their joking around about having to repossess a large family to buy a typewriter and a calculator for the Staddling children's uh, Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. it's pretty funny if you really think about it by what we've got with our technological advances since 1980. Oh, yeah. But that that's funny. I thought that, was, that, that struck me as humorous. Time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Typewriter and a calculator and literally smartphones is like that's like two of like the well yeah Apps. better do that <laughs> features on a phone nowadays that's stock but it's interesting Kathleen Turner she was turned down for the role of Jackie Stadling in this she was turned down she auditioned and she didn't get it uh, some other notable actresses that auditioned were Joe Beth Williams, who was Diane Freeling yeah. in the original Poltergeist, Glenn mm-hmm. Close, who was Alex Forrest in Fatal Attraction, Ellen McElduff, she was Harry's mom in the opening sequence. She auditioned for the role of Jackie and ended up getting <laughs> the role of uh, young <laughs> Philip and Harry's mom. 
getting groped by Santa slash husband. Hmm. I don't know why, but the scene where Harry, he goes over to little Moth Garcia's house and he kind of prowls around outside and then he just, out of nowhere, he covers his face with mud and he puts his handprints and lip print on the outside of the house. I don't, that is, that's a mark. That is creepy. That's a marking of a bad child's house right there. Clearly. I don't know. There's something no, really creepy no, about that. Into this house at all. Yeah, it is pretty creepy. It's really it is, odd. What would, yeah. Just be in the moment. I mean, you had to think of that just in the moment, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't plan that shit. Right. It's funky. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about a human being here that's not uh, <laughs> stable. <laughs> no. Right. No. Very, very much. He is he is out in deep left field, yeah. and nobody's hitting any balls his way. I mean, he's just out there by himself. But during this scene, we actually get Moss's mother, and that was played by Patricia Richardson, who is most notably Jill Taylor from Home's Home Improvement. Yeah. Yeah. She is definitely not the loving, caring, compassionate mm. mother she was on Home Improvement yeah. in this. I mean, she actually gives old Moss a fresh one right across the face. Like, she ain't taking none of his shit. He deserved it a little bit. A little bit. He was acting <laughs> like a little asshole. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And this is actually her film debut, too. Moss. Dress in the car. Of course, you would ruin the one night I could have out. Yeah, man. Yeah, she is. She is not Jill Taylor. No. <laughs> but this movie, it actually took ten years for it to be made, and uh, during this time, Lewis Jackson, the writer and director, all of the little Christmas decorations, pictures, everything that's in Harry's apartment. Uh, a lot of shit. It is a lot. Uh, Jackson himself, he collected all of those decorations and those props uh, hmm. for uh, for Harry's house over this. That's time. pretty cool. Yeah, to do it, you know, for, you know, yourself and everything instead of just having like a, a prop team go out and acquire yeah. all the things. That's pretty badass. Well, Brooke did that for she was so pretty too. Yeah, yeah. she got a lot of cool old school vintage Christmas decorations. Yep, yep. That sets the mood, man. That you gotta get your eyes, you know. Yeah, focused on some. Yeah. yeah, you'll see some nostalgic stuff there. Stuff you're like, oh my god, I remember that. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that a lot. I have to comment on the genuine calm joy that Harry has when he's making his Santa suit and when he's making the metal toy soldiers. I don't <laughs> know. I think that's awesome stuff. I mean. Uh, I also love the scene where he's at his locker looking into his mirror before the yeah. uh, uh, work Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I like that. It's good. I mean, you're you're seeing the descent. You're seeing the breaking down of an individual to where, you, you know, the barriers of right and wrong and, you know, moral and immoral actions or they're just the lines are being blurred. He just has too many people in his, in his life that um you know are corrupted by like money and just taking advantage of people and shit like that. Yep, as we find out from this yeah. party, right? Just going to be snapping time, man. Just right, can't take it anymore. So during this party sequence, we're sort of introduced to a side character. His name is Ricardo Bama, and he's the reporter on the television talking about the toy drive that the company is doing for the Willowy Spring State Hospital. And supposedly, this is a caricature of Geraldo Rivera before he became, 
you know, the big time national um, talk show host that he ended up becoming. And uh, I guess at this time, uh, Rivera, he was mainly known for being on the uh, East Coast. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of uh, because this was filmed up in New Jersey, New York. Right. But yeah, that's, I thought it was kind of interesting. And then after I, I was like, yeah, I see that. He's kind of a weirdo, you know. He just—you're talking about the guy that's talking about the um, number. He doesn't know the number of the children that's in the hospital and everything like that. Is that the no, 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 no? The about? reporter on TV. Oh, okay, gotcha, yes. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, he's just got like a really monotone, just kind of deadpan. Okay. But yeah, I totally see the Geraldo Re- Re- Rivera hmm. uh, reference there. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. But we're introduced because you kind of talked about here, uh, Lord. Um, you know, he had some disagreements with some of the executives, and uh, we figure out that Harry has a tune. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit. And apparently his tune is basically a metaphor for uh, one's moral compass, right? right? Yeah, that's what I took from it. Yeah. And... uh, I don't know. I think it's interesting and fascinating that he calls it his tune, and you know, he even tells the he one young guy, he, he, he's like, he's like, you know how to play the tune, and then you're doing it this like it's like you should be ashamed of yourself. I I don't know. I I I like that. You know better. You know better than this shit. Yeah. Yet you're gonna take advantage. Right. Money corruption and all that shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you kind of view Harry as like, he, he's kind of a dullard maybe, but I don't think he is. And I don't think there's like any mental deficiencies. I just think... Yeah, I this, do. I, I do. Well, yes. I mean, there's 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 some problems, but I mean, I, I think he is a very... I, I think he's an intellectual person. Yeah, I mean, he's, and, a, he's a functioning adult, you know. He's, he... Maintains a job, but I mean, he believes in, in Christmas. You know, oh, he yeah. believes yeah. in it. You know, this is not a good time. This is the time of year he needs to go on vacation, <laughs> away from work and all that shit. And... Well, but he just got the new promotion. Yeah, well, still, yeah. <laughs> you're mentally unstable during these months, and <laughs> we just award you a two month stay in Florida. But being the man of action that Harry is, and uh, you know how much he believes in the Christmas spirit. He ends up going down to the assembly line. He sacks up a bunch of uh, toys. He fills up some sacks of uh, dirt, which is for Mm -hmm. the bad kids. That's right. And, uh, guys, he's turned into Santa Claus. (laughs) He really is. I mean, you're watching a metamorphosis right here. Oh, yeah. Literally. He he doesn't even look like the same person in the Santa getup. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. Yep. But I, I think this might be my favorite scene, and it's the beard scene where he's putting on the uh, glue, mm, and yeah. he's like starts yanking at it, and just it's me, it's me. Wow, wow. <clears throat> I mean, it's like borderline over the top, but like one while too many for me. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I I dug it. I was I more, liked it. I was more like a wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, that was where I was at on the wow factor. <laughs> Just one wow? B- uh, barely. Barely uh, a wow. It was like a half a wow. Okay. Man. Can't wait to see It was this a half hearted wow. Can't wait to see this reading. I still won't tell you you're wrong, though. Okay. Because <laughs> that's your opinion, and I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, I really love this scene. I, I, I just, again, it's that, that descent. It's almost like it's the final thing. Like, yep, I'm fucking Santa Claus. You know? And he glues that shit on really proper, man. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's he's got some good stuff, man. And it was at this point that I was completely sold that this guy who I... I'm going to say mostly been feeling sorry for, even though he is rocking out a solid 10 on the creepiness scale, I, this guy has finally plummeted all the way down into this descent, into yeah. darkness, and he's just, he's just not there anymore. He's, he's Santa, totally Claus. Santa Claus. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say he's fully into the darkness, though, because he, you know, is good around he believes children he is and doing all good, that shit right. and anything like that. Yeah, he would never harm a child. I believe. Yeah, but you know, he is. Yeah, he's no longer just Harry. I mean, he, he is eventually near the end, but yeah, he, he yeah he's he's the cheese has slid off his cracker yeah. at this point. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Which I think Jeffrey Demon says in Green Mile. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh, look at you. Nice. <laughs> right after this scene at the mirror with the beard, uh, we get a scene where we see some ice skaters and a huge Christmas tree all lit up like in, in in the city, and everybody's cheering. Yeah. I, don't, I think this was a really subtle play from Lewis Jackson to basically be like, yeah, Harry is Santa Claus, and this was... The transformation was complete, and Santa has arrived. Okay. Like that was the announcement, you know. Throughout, that's what, that's throughout what the I took movie, from man, that. there's some crazy ass like amount of ornaments and shit strung out throughout the streets and shit. And I can't believe that he acquired all these items, you know, to do all this. Ten for this years. Movie. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. That's dedication, man. Yeah, that's commitment. dedication to your art. You gotta love that. Because I mean, what if the movie doesn't get made? You're stuck with all these. Right. Christmas. <laughs> it's crazy. I guess there's actually a total of three Santa suits that they used uh, for the movie, and two of them were stolen during production. Huh. So. Hmm. I like how his, his suit you... has that kind of weird, like, skirt bottom. Right. It's, it's, it's an old school yeah. kind of it's, look, and it's, it's got the dark fur, not white. Right. I like it. It's just odd when, you know... When he runs in it or he's dancing in it, you know, and it's yeah, he does fluffing around, yeah. and it kind of it just has it spins a, up like a it has it has a little bit to the creepiness of this Santa in particular, but yeah, Magger does a good creepy Santa man. He really, I I, I have an appreciation for his uh, take here. Yeah, again, he transforms into a Sewell. You really almost see him as a completely separate entity. Yeah, it's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister yes. Hyde yeah. type scenario. Yeah, yeah good call, he's man. Good on that. Yeah. A Chevy box van for Santa sleigh? Psh, hey, Harry don't care. He'll it's rock nice. that shit out. It's 1980. Ain't bad. Hey, he makes it work. Reindeers aren't exactly uh, not accessible. Easily a sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could have used them for when he gets stuck in the snow or later. Yeah. Yeah. At least one. But the excited, childlike happiness that Harry has when he's as Santa waiting to drop off the toys. Uh, to the uh, the children at the hospital, and he's outside practicing his Merry Christmas, and then it starts snowing. It's just like I mean, you're like it just cool. it's another thing where it's just like he's fucking Santa Claus, you yeah. know? And he's like, oh, it's actually you could tell like 
he he sold. He is he is all in on this. It, I don't know. I I think that's a cool. The damn weather's feeding into his yeah. ego. And right. Yeah. Fate is on his side. Right. right. It is, dude. <laughs> Everything's just working out perfect. It's like an airplane. You know? Fucking perfect storm of shit. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you that hospital staff they put Harry on cloud nine yeah, because did. it started off like with that old security guard like. It kind of, you were thinking, like, maybe he's going to kill this old guy. What do you right. think you're doing? I, I have a delivery. I mean, I have toys for the children inside. At this hour? What are you, wacko? Do I look like I'm joking? Get me whoever's in charge. I don't have a lot of time. Get out of here. I told you, I'm in a hurry. How can you be so lazy and selfish? Are you blind? Who do you think you're talking to? I'm sorry. My, my approach is... Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Look, I'm really in a hurry, and I only have good intentions. Here. Merry Christmas. Have a good holiday. Well, you wait here. Don't come inside, you understand? Uh, don't worry. I, and I, uh, I... the snow that is in this movie, it's not snow it's actually cut up pieces of plastic bag and it was blown around with a fan you can see it yeah it's at times it just it's kind of shitty hangs out on the clothes or in the hair yeah. and stuff and it doesn't you know yeah but hey when you're working with under a million dollars on a budget you got to make do with what you got oh, absolutely and so, okay. I, I feel like they halloween had to you know right up leaves and shit Right. The same leaves the whole movie. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. But Harry's first kill kills, actually. Uh it's pretty memorable. Uh yeah. and I That was when probably, this movie I was like, okay, alright, I'm starting because to be honest, by this point it's a kind of a slow burn. Very slow. You know, yeah. so you're into, you know, immediate action and it, this movie is not for you. It, it, this is a, a Psychological thriller, almost in a way, and it's low on gore. I mean, this is probably <clears throat> is the, this gore. is the bloodiest, goriest right. scene yeah. in, in the movie, and it's good. I mean, I yeah. like it; it yeah. delivers. I was really excited for this to happen. Yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm a gore whore, you know. But he he's you could tell he's targeting that young executive, yep. uh, marketing executive from the party at the church, and uh, but he ends up getting bullied by a couple other guys and ends up. Taking them out and one and one of the women that was with him. I mean, that's bold, right there on the church steps. With everybody watching, everybody watching. I like the zero the, fucks to give. The soldier kill when he uh, jabs him right, right in the, the eye. eye. You see all that. It, the version I had. I don't know if what you guys saw, but when he jabs it in his eye, there's like a pocket of like green. Was it a green sh pus and shit? Like just explodes out of his eye. Did you see that? I wouldn't know. Oh, my mine's more. I Dick. Mean, no, I don't see any green. Oh, that's right. He wouldn't know. Colorblind bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question for him because yeah. yeah, he wouldn't. He, Dick. Red, it's green. red and green are two that he mixes up. I yeah. found out with my. Uh... Christmas is hard for the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> but did you see the green? I didn't see green. Man, it, it's it pretty wicked, really dude. More yeah. reddish, just right on bloody. I mean, he kind of pulls the elbow out a little bit. Yeah, he does. It's a quick, it's a good kill. Yeah, it's I cool. Yeah. I like it. it I like, and I like how sudden it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He starts swinging that little axe. Yeah. 
Yeah, he went to town, man. He really did. Which is odd because, like, again, his target that those weren't his targets. What did you think? But he didn't really have targets. Yeah, he did. It, he was going after that young executive and the older guy that he was talking to at the party. Right. I mean, I know those those. But they're guys, guilty by association and mm, shit. By right. Well, and they came shit. up and they were you know giving right, them some shit. And shit. Yeah. Right. So I I get it, but see, I first I thought this was going to be a movie about him like going after kids and stuff. You know, like okay, it's going to be. Kind of cool, you know, he's going to be going after the children and shit, but they don't really go there. No. This was at a time I don't think they could have. I mean, well, they might have already got schlock anyway, so. Right. You know, yeah. all, uh, it might have set people out. People were pissy for this movie. Get edgier than what it did, and then and they just kept getting shut down, like, nah, that's not going to, you're not going to be able to release it if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Cut that shit. But in Harry's journeys, he ends up stumbling upon this, uh, another Christmas party, and uh, we get veteran actor Mark Margulis, who was in Scarface, yep. he was in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, um, and he's actually one of the two men that bring Harry inside to this party. And it's kind of chilling knowing that there's children present at this party, knowing what he just did at this church, yeah. like literally just did at this church. Uh, it, it's really it's an unsettling scene, but he's lucky he didn't have like any blood on him or anything like that. Yeah, you really see any of that? He jetted pretty far across town. If the cops weren't, you know, yeah, but on the, his tail but the van then. was like parked outside of this place. Yeah, I mean, very identifiable, and everybody yeah. saw the yeah. van. You know, so <laughs> there's definitely an APB out. There should be oh, at yeah. least, <laughs> right? But uh, he ends up. Hanging out at this party, he ends up dancing with the people, and uh, after this dance scene, pay attention because Harry kind of he stumbles, he yeah, kind of yeah. staggers. I think he's just drunk on just adrenaline, and you're right, you know, he I... was drunk. He was drunk in real life. Oh, was he? Uh, yes, he was. Oh, okay. Because at first I was like, well, I mean, he was doing a lot of spinning around. Yeah, I'd be fucking dizzy yeah, too. Yeah, he just killed like three people. Right? Yeah, him, sure. So. Yeah, dizzy works. No, <laughs> he was actually drunk in real life. Oh, okay. During that scene, huh. and uh, was he drinking eggnog? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, uh, Santa was sauced in uh, during that scene, and um, I guess during when he was doing the dancing, he became so nauseous. I mean, he. They, he had to stop, but uh, I can tell that's not him dancing and all that. They, they switch people no because the uh, the beard and the the hair is really tight around his face in some of the longer shots, so mm-hmm. you really can't get a a look at his his eyes and nose and cheeks very much. But okay. other times when they show close ups, it's a lot more exposed. And it's not him. Well, I mean, you can't tell because they're they're doing a good job of disguising him mm-hmm. with a tighter. You know, surrounding a beard. And I hair. just, I, I just figured it'd be hard for them to have like stunt doubles and shit for this movie because this, this movie. I know that the, that people were like, they played extras. You yeah. know, yeah. some of the main actors and shit yeah. played as extras. It was low budget. Uh, I don't think it was him doing all the dancing. I just right on. But <laughs> in relation to this scene at this party, I guess the next day during filming, there was a scene where we actually see Harry getting this promotion at work. And, well, <laughs> Maggart was hungover, and he wasn't at his best. And uh, this scene, obviously, it didn't make it in the final cut. Right. And that's why. Ah. So it's just... Yeah, you that's just, a good cut. 
Yeah, good cut. Nice cut. But now, I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. <laughs> but if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible. So now Harry is off to visit his jerk co-worker, Frank. Told you. We'd, we'd get back to oh, him. Yeah, the Frank. Yeah. I really love that Harry tries to enter the house through the chimney, and he ends up getting stuck. Yep. And Classic he has to Santa. And he's got to retreat and go back down the ladder. I don't know. There's there's humor in this, and it. I don't know. I think there's something to be said about the fact that he he's kind of just lost in the moment in a way. It's disturbing. And I think he's you know he's fully accepted you know obviously the Santa role at this point. Yes, that's what Santa will do. Now this is the, the level of commitment. He, he has the bag of toys up there by the chimney and shit, and he gets into the chimney, starts to go down. What's he going to do? Not bring the toys in? How's he going to get the toys back? You know, it's yeah, logistical nightmare. Yeah, it is logistical nightmare. It is, but yeah. I understand again. <laughs> low budget movie. Yeah, time restraints. I'm glad I like what they senses. did. I, I could have died up there, you know. Right. I mean, he's, like, doing breathing exercises yeah. to, like, you know, yeah. get himself up out of there and everything. Now, I really like that. Like I said, there's a, there's a bit of humor there, and it's, again, creepy. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. Like I said, the level of commitment that he is going, you know, the he, I'm Santa. He could just go through a window. Right. <laughs> but no, I'm going to go climb I mean, a ladder. This does, I, don't know, I don't know what year we, as kids, figured out Santa isn't real or if we just, you know, heard it from our friends, but... At some point, I'm sure, I remember thinking, logistically, <laughs> this fat shit's going down a chimney in every house in the world, you know, one night, eating a bunch of cookies and drinking milk and... Washing his hands. Else, you know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's taking some breaks, you know. Groping mama. The logistics of the timing and ability to go in and out of these chimneys after that many motherfucking sugar cookies right. is just... <laughs> You know, incomprehensible. You can only have so many pecan sandies. So, at some point, I did logic this one out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not going around. Spoiler to, alert. You know, yeah, spoiler for the, alert for yeah, children didn't who know, didn't know. Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, In our hearts, he does. Right. But we... We get this uh, death scene for uh, Frank, and I actually, I don't like this scene. Uh, the method is interesting. He smothers him with his toy sack. Um, <laughs> Another logistical nightmare. Yeah, there's problems there, but hey, you know what? He's committed. But does Frank's wife really not wake up with all the thrashing around going maybe on? He's a violent sleeper, and you know she's he has night terrors. Shit. Yeah, maybe uh, triggered by Christmas. We'll chalk it up to that. Just but I mean, sleeper. here's the thing, though. They're actually—I don't know if y'all noticed it or not—but they're sleeping on two different beds. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't get That's that. how it was back in the days. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, even still, though, I don't think that matters. I mean, I, in real life, she's awake. 
what yeah. the hell's going right. on, you know? But yeah. Harry finishes him off, slashes his throat with the uh, Christmas ornament, and we get the classic bad case of Silent Scream to boot oh, from yeah. the wife, yeah. Oh, yeah. which I I hate that. I think that's lame. Um, I don't know. Poor execution. There, I don't know. Maybe it was that financial restraints, editing restraints. I'm sure of that and lack of acting. Yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I, I don't like this scene. It's a good death. Yeah. I mean, you know, the ends are. Yeah, I'm good with that. But I don't know how we get there. Mine from the time that he retreats back down off the roof. It just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Shit's weak. Yeah. We cut the Christmas day. And, of course, we have the only person that knows something is amiss with Harry, and, of course, nobody else listens, and it's baby brother Philip. And uh, it arouses suspicions with him after uh, Harry is a no-show at their house uh, for Christmas, and he hears a news report about a killer Santa going around town from the knockoff Geraldo Rivera. So, you know, a necessary role in any horror film. You have to have that one... Person, I, I don't know if you want to really call Philip Stadling the harbinger of doom here. I mean, I guess to his his family, uh, yeah, sure he is, I but guess. to to be that you know the the one out there in the streets ringing the bell saying Harry, Harry. No, right. he's not like yeah, that's not him. He, so did he have an immediate like suspicion that it was his brother? There, like, I think there was like, a, immediately there. Yeah, he pretty called much. Called the cops, you know, or some shit. You know, if I was him, I, I think I would have called. Yeah. Just be like, hey, let's, he's out here. It's probably him. <laughs> and when I say probably, I mean it's <laughs> it's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll solve your case for you, detectives. <laughs> it's my brother. It's my brother. I like this. Police lineup, we get the. Oh yeah, it is funny. Yeah, get it's pretty funny. With, seven foot with feeling, yes. motherfucker <laughs> that stands out in front of everyone. Fucking lurch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, we're actually introduced to a pretty notable cast member in this, and uh, it's the uh, he's credited as Detective Gleason, but it's Raymond J. Barry. He played uh, Pa Cox in the uh, Walk Hard. The uh, yep. Dewey Cox oh, yeah. story. Yeah, wrong kid died. Yeah, <laughs> he was so mean to him. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was. and he's been in a ton oh. of things. I mean, oh, yeah. he's another one of those character actors that, yeah, I mean, just a ton of stuff. Harry, he ends up hiding out in the toy factory, and he ends up making a ominous phone call to Philip. Uh, Harry gets into his cry for help, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's starting to look like shit here, too. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's fucking dirty and... Yeah. I mean, like, his eye sockets are sagging. And he's, he's, he's got five kills underneath yeah, his belt. he's killed yeah. some people. Yeah, all right, so. all right. And not to mention, he left a big old <laughs> sack of dirt at Moss Garcia's house. Yeah. Poor Moss. He probably hasn't been sleeping at all. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, he does. He actually sleeps Christmas because this is Christmas Eve. Right. And then uh, Harry right. gets his... Van Slay, Slay Van stuck, and then he ends up coming upon this group of uh, kids and their scared parents who end up kind of going old school villager riot, you know, lighting yeah, torches and Speaking shit. Of Frankenstein. Yeah, Lynch absolutely, Lynch man. Mob it was just kind of like, where did this come from? <laughs> like, did we just. We that was cool. We're we going mid I thought he was. Yeah, we're going mid. <laughs> 
I thought he was going to like run them yes. over or some shit. It did look like he was going to it yeah. when he finally got unstuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that would have been sweet. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, one of the female parents that walk up on Harry and the children outside in the alley is uh, actress Ratanya Alda, and she was Dolores Montelli in the Amityville Horror 2, The Possession. It's a good movie. <laughs> it's just as good as the original. It's just as good, if not a tad better. Mm, mm, just a tittle. <laughs> Again, just a tip. I can't tell you guys how to live your life, but I can tell you you should. Ranking Amityville to the possession over the original Amityville Horror is is not okay in my book. It's blasphemous? Yeah. Oh, well. So it was a spiteful nine for Halloween 5. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Harry... We can't all be winners here, Mayor. (laughs) I'm sorry for you guys. Oh, we're going to have some dissension among the ranks on this one. I, I just... I have a feeling. But, uh... I, I, Harry really does believe in the innocent nature of what Christmas is supposed to represent, doesn't he? I mean, just talking with the kids, like yeah. he he, like you said, he would not harm a child. No, no, he didn't even harm Moss Garcia. He didn't like him. No, like I said, he just I thought, a big old like, bag of dirt. Like I said, I th- the way the movie was first going, I thought that that's, that's how we were going to have it. But real yeah, I mean, he's he's totally for you know right in the the path you know with yeah. children and shit. It's the um, adults that are they, they can't be saved. Mm. <laughs> and he is a judge, jury, and executioner. Oh yeah, for sure. But when Harry he's being chased out by the uh, the lynch mob, he in, he slips and he falls. Yeah. That was legit. Yeah. He actually really fell there, and uh, Lewis Jackson, he decided to leave it in there for the final cut. But uh, Harry, he ends up fleeing to Philip's house to seek refuge, but they end up having a fight. And I want to ask you guys, because in the, when I first saw this, I really thought Philip killed Harry. Did you? I did. I didn't. I didn't think so. But I was trying to figure out like what was his end game. Like you know when he was you know dragging him. I'm like okay, he's dragging him out. Okay, yeah, get him out. Get the dead guy out of the house. Sure, and he's putting him in the van. I'm like, hmm. Okay, where are we going here? But I don't know. First <laughs> I think, time I think I've... he was capturing him to turn him into an elf or some shit. <laughs> yeah, but no, first My first elf. First time through, <laughs> I I was like, oh shit, he just killed his brother. Right. You know, he didn't. He's getting socked for it. He needed to. Well, he never made a sequel to this, so there was no reason why he couldn't have. Right. <laughs> I would have liked a sequel to this. Uh, I probably did. wouldn't have liked the movie, Yeah. but I would have liked to have seen some kind of a continuation. But that is an obvious white blanket or whatever it is to make it look like oh, snow, yeah. where Philip ends up falling down the hill. Uh, into some the whole trash. thing just lifts up. Yeah, and just slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a big old uh, rug. Hey, low budget, man. I mm. think they would have had enough time to do one more shot. <laughs> I don't know. Try to get it right. I don't know. But okay, so now we're kind of at the it's your interpretation oh, yeah. point oh, of yeah. the uh, review, I guess we could say. Some believe that Harry takes off just like Santa. Uh, towards the moon and to all a good night. Uh, but some people feel that this is, we're just viewing 
uh, Harry's delusion mind, yes. and he actually just ends up crashing and wrecking yes. and dying. Well, those people are obviously wrong. Well, right. Okay, so what you're, which one do you? Which would you? What? So what do you just answered it. I said those people are obviously wrong. So, so you think that he actually clearly? Flew off I mean, you and you was visually Cross? watch him fly off into the moonlight, and so he was Santa for you. And he yeah. that happened. If anybody interprets that, that just they're, happened. They're fucking drunk. Oh, I, eggnog. Well, huh? then I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm fucking slammed, damn, damned, because I oh, think well, that crazy, yeah. his delirium has just kicked in. To if you want to interpret something other than what you're shown by the fucking I'm going to visual I'm footage, doing it. I'm doing it there. Then you're just because it doesn't make any sense. Your faction. Magic was never a part of this movie <laughs> or anything. Huh? You just you just don't believe. That. Although the only part the one there's one part in the movie that I was like wow that, that was kind of weird was when in the very beginning when the dad goes back up into the chimney and oh gets, yeah swerp you yeah. know his his feet just goes swooping up that's pretty impressive you know. But again, because I'm gonna tell you right now, King, I'm with you, Lord. Uh, I, I think we're delusion, seeing. Man. I think we're seeing it's crazy shit. A delusion mind. All right, because if you listen, when Philip falls, you hear a crash. Oh, you hear. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. Well, shit. There you go. I like that you nerds can delusionally imagine a different ending than what you're given, <laughs> and call it the gospel. But go ahead. I mean, it's just so absurd. The, to think that you know his fucking well, this is van, a movie. yeah. But I mean, this as far as you know, throughout this whole film, it's been very kind of a serious movie. You know, to incorporate magic in the last ten seconds of this film and like, oh wow, well, what's he's actually he is Santa Claus now. It, I, I don't know. It's just kind what's of what's a Christmas movie without a miracle or a magical oh, happening? I, guess. I mean, give me a break. I guess so. You guys I guess. are way out of line on this. I don't see any <laughs> substantial claim here. I mean, okay, you can delusionally imagine that that's how it ends if you'd like to, but yeah. But to tie in what you were talking about in the beginning, where you see you know, quote unquote Santa oh, coming Going down the chimney and back up. Yeah, who's to say we're not viewing that moment through a Harry Stadling right. point of view? Well, obviously, I think we are. I think that's in, intentional. So, so you, going in line his with probably obscured and everything. It's not. Yeah, he's not he has a, right. an interpretation of you know what's actually going on, which then I think it kind of begs the question because again I agree with you, Lord. I think we're seeing a delusion mind. Did <laughs> any of this stuff even happen? Yeah, yeah, I think this shit did happen. I agree with you, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's a question that has to be asked, though, okay. right? Yeah. Nah, I, I I strongly believe all the shit happened, but like, he the, the delirium had just kicked in at that point. He's so the, falling to his death. You can't accept that we're gonna have magic in the last you know couple seconds of this movie. It's but far-fetched. you can accept that the delusional mind is gonna visually interpret it differently. Well, yeah, because that's pretty much been the breakdown of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, you geez. know, this is what it's been building up to. You know, his brain just going. Completely yeah, snap. Yeah, it's a break, a okay. psychological break. But no, but it's you just, don't get a delusional uh, outlook from him at any other point in the movie. That's absurd, as is, is what you suggest. This is 
at the end. Yeah, but you're never... Uh, I don't know, it's... I'm just going to argue that you're wrong. Just <laughs> well, no matter I know, what. <laughs> I know, but I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting thing. I, honestly, I think it's the most interesting thing to discuss about this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, You're not wrong. And I think, I, honestly, regardless which way you side, I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. Because I think it is very it's much open to, to inter- interpret. Yeah, I like absolutely. that you have an option A and B. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, but even though uh, the masses massive success of Halloween from 1978 paved the way for this movie to be made, this was written before Halloween. Well, yeah, I mean, it took like ten years to be made. And yeah, everything like that. So, like during the entire decade of the 70s, more or less, mm-hmm. this movie was being developed and. You know, yeah. pen to paper. But uh, cult filmmaker John Waters calls this the greatest Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> no, he's, he's completely wrong. He's drinking, <laughs> he's drinking the eggnog. John Waters, thick. you're <laughs> wrong, sir. <laughs> I, Next time I, I see you at Whorehound, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> if I, I ever I, see you there again. <laughs> I, I would have to also agree that this is not the best Christmas movie ever made, but I feel like this is an undervalued and underrated Christmas movie. Yeah. That's just me. There's a lot I of... believe it is a must if you've never seen it and you're you know, considering yourself a horror fan and wanna see the Christmas oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. horror movies then yeah, yeah it is it's, it's a must. Yeah. It is worth watching, absolutely. Well, I mean before I mean, does that Wrap it up, guys. Are we ready to go into the ratings and recommendations? That's absolutely. You already kind of yeah. I've already said it's a must for me. So I mean, that's (laughs) almost the most I can say about it. It's not. uh, It's not going to hold up as well on a revisit. I don't feel. Why is for me? There is a lot of slow pacing to getting to you know. The grand finale. I mean, it's like that with, you know, we discussed before how I feel about Halloween one. You know, there's a there's a drawn out pacing to it. Once you've seen it, it it loses the rewatch value. I mean, this isn't comparable to Halloween. I'm just comparing the fact that it does have a, you know, a pacing issue on rewatch that I think it's kind on of diminishes. I think it's on a playing field. Obviously inferior, mm-hmm. but. I, I like that you made that comparison because I do feel like there there's there's some parallels here. Mm-hmm. A lot more shortcomings and inadequacies, I think, with the storytelling from what we get with John yeah. Carpenter and Halloween. But no, I I yeah, I like that comparison, King. So yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching, but I don't think you'll like it as much the second go around. This is probably the maybe third or fourth year I've seen it. Always watch it at Christmas. I mean, I, I still watch it because it's it is that good of a Christmas horror movie. You, you know, if you're a fan, you're gonna want to watch it once a year. Cool. But that being said, I don't know. I think we should rank our our favorite horror Christmas movies when we get done with December. I don't know. We can discuss that later. But okay, yeah. I don't know. Be something. This this would be in my surely in my top three Christmas horror movies. Nice. Hmm. But, yeah, on the low end. 
Okay. So it's three. Yeah, but okay. pretty much. That's, that's right. still that's I mean, pretty that's, high. That's high. To be honest. So yeah. what, you, where, what is yeah, your rating? I, I want to hear this point? number. I can't wait to hear um, this. On first viewing, I, I would have said seven, seven point five all day. I'm really struggling to think it's any higher than a six now. A okay. six? Yeah. Okay. And that's that's me giving it a little nostalgic value. Okay. But And I, I like a lot about it. I like the you know, that he went to all this work to get the old vintage decorations and you know, Easter egg the fuck out of that. That was cool. But yeah. Okay. Six for the king. The film definitely made of passion. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yep. Labor of love. Yep. All right, Lord. All right. So, yeah, this movie is incredibly, incredibly slow. Too slow for my liking. Um, the uh, the opening is okay. I mean, I, I get the fact, you know, that it would be kind of traumatizing to see your parents or, you know, or Santa Claus... That's the thing. I have a hard time swallowing that he thinks it's just Santa Claus. He has to know it's his dad or something like that, man. I don't know. But anyway, um, it, it, it does move very, very slowly, building up. It, but it, I get it. it they want to delve into the psyche of Harry. Why is he you know, so broken? You know, Why does he hate X people? You know? I like the fact that I, well, hold on. I don't like the fact that he's such a creeper on children. That shit's yeah, extremely odd. weird, especially for 1980. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's just it's just weird. I guess it's because I'm a dad. I don't want that shit to happen. Um, but I, I do like the fact that he tries to keep the the tries to put the kids on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Not punish them. You know. It, Yes, punish them with like bags of sand and everything like that. But, uh, but anyway, um, muddy face prints. Yeah, this movie has a very like a uh, taxi driver feel. In a way, you know, interesting. Um, well, like you know, the breakdown of a person and yeah. everything, you know. Except it, it, it's kind of like Taxi Driver, but it's a Christmas movie. The acting is not very good in this film. I wish there had been a lot more gore. Because I guess I like my Christmas movie, Christmas slasher films, a little more bloodier. I'm a gore whore. Did you it. not like Brandon Maggart? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did fine. He, he did fine. So just supporting cast is where it lacked as far as the acting. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. Jeffrey Dunn wasn't even really in this movie yeah. too much. You know, right the right the end. Nobody really was right. honestly. I mean, Maggart was right. pretty much showcased in this. Right. Okay. Um, you know, like the people at the office. Not, nobody really. It, yeah, it's, it's very it's cookie yeah. cutter. I hear you. Okay, I was just curious because. No, but no, he did he did fine. Okay, I just don't like the, I just don't like the uh, reasoning why he's like this. It it's kind of uh, weak. It, it's 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 weak. It is weak. Get over it, kid. You know, <laughs> talk to somebody. Don't talk to your brother because obviously he doesn't give a shit. I mean, he he says he does, but he really doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, that being said, I had this movie ranked one time in a six, Dave, mm-hmm. and it, it, it dropped for me, actually, when I watched this movie again, because it doesn't have that rewatchability for me, I guess. It just doesn't deliver. No, nah, not... I mean, I, I will watch it again, I yeah. you know, because it's a Christmas movie. I like to watch Christmas horror movies just in general. 
Um, as far as like a rating, though, you know, if, it, if this was anything other than a Christmas movie, I probably probably wouldn't watch it anymore. You know, hmm. um, it, it's 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 five point five, man. It's five point five. Okay. And it lost a half a star for its, you know, slowdown. You know, it's just it takes forever to build up to it. Like once he got to the point where he was killing, that's I, I was pumped at that point. You know, right. I was like, okay, let's do it. I wish it would have came out swinging a little bit sooner. Okay. You're with IMDb at a 5.5. Is that what they have it? Yep. Yep. 5.5? Okay. Yep. Well, there you go. I mean, I had it at a 6 one time, but... Nothing wrong with that. 5.5. I'm curious to see what the mayor has. Well, Christmas Evil, or Terror in Toyland, or better You Better out. Watch Out was written and directed by Lewis Jackson. It's rated R, and it was released in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on November 7th, 1980, with a runtime of an hour and 40 minutes, and on the re-release, it was a runtime of an hour and 35 minutes. Made on an estimated $850,000 budget. It is streaming for free with ads on Vudu, and it's on Shudder if you have a subscription. And as we should. Yeah, Shudder's awesome. If nothing else, watch Creepshow. I, I liked oh, yeah. it. I mean, there were some duds on there, but I don't know. I All in all, I really enjoyed that. And I'm glad, glad they made it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And I love Jim Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. Last drive-ins, man. Those are great. Yeah. Yeah, actually, he just announced the other day, uh, was it called Red Christmas? Yeah. He's going to do another special. On he Friday did the, the 13th. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. But, as we've already said on IMDb, this is a 5.5 out of 10. There is no Metascore that I could come up with. Listen to this. A Rotten tomato score. 83%. That's crazy. I don't, I don't get that. 83. 83%. Hmm. Audience score, 31%. Hmm. Yeah. See, I can see that. I really can. I mean... It... Yeah, the 83 is a little shocking. Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I love the portrayal of Harry Stadling in this by Brandon Maggart. I don't know. I genuinely have an appreciation for what the man did, what he brought to this character. Um, you know, when he has his moments on his own where he mm-hmm. just, he's just... Creepy. Yeah, it's, it's unsettling. It really is. And... I mean, and he's just an every man. And mean, it makes you think, you know, like, are other people crazy out there, you know, just right. like him? Yeah, doing exactly. That kind of shit, you know? Exactly. And again, uh, kind of with the parallels with Halloween, you know, where Michael Myers in, in, in the original mm-hmm. version, he was an every man type person. Yeah. And I don't know. And I think the real life horror is, I don't know, that's what's best. But, uh,. I really like this story and the evolution that it has from start to finish. And there's some hiccups along the way, but for me as a whole, it doesn't detract. I I just like this movie. And I agree with you, yeah, it it is a slow burn. But you guys know I have an appreciation for slow burn films. And uh, I don't know, for me, I think it works. Yes, you do. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, for me personally, I think you can make an argument that this is the best of all the uh, Yuletide slashers in the subgenre for horror. You think it's the best? 
I think you can make an argument. You can make an argument for it. I think okay. you can make an argument. Okay. But I really <laughs> feel like the character of Harry Stadling, I, I, I think it's well written. It's There's depth. There's reason. Even though it's kind of flimsy, but we have motivation. Um, I don't know. It, it's For me, he is the reason why you continue watching the movie. And uh, this was Lewis Jackson's last time in a director's chair. And I find that interesting. You know, How many because, times was he in the director's chair? Uh, I didn't. I don't have that right off. Uh, okay. Right off from my notes, but this was the last time, and I don't know. I the I, I feel like this movie is poured his heart and soul into it. And he did. He absolutely did. And yeah. I don't know. And I feel like maybe there's a part of me that like this that affects my rating to a, maybe a smaller degree, but I I don't know. There's something to this movie. And the fact that uh, this was the last one, I don't know. It's I, I feel like there was something more he could have done. I don't know. Well. But uh, the soundtrack that we get from Don Christensen, Joel Harris, and Julia Hayward, I think it's worth mentioning. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not anything spectacular, but it serves the movie, and it does a really good job of uh, setting the tone for certain scenes and sequences. Yeah. I think overall, this is a fairly well-written, maybe not necessarily delivered movie. It's thoughtful. It's dark. It's a slow burn. Uh, it's a it's an okay cast. You get to see some you know familiar faces, which are kind of cool, and you get to see some younger versions of yeah. you know actors and actresses that we see today. But I mean, it's Maggard. He stands out. Obviously, yeah. he's showcased as we talked about. And uh, there's plenty of memorable moments in this. I I think it's an absolute must-watch for horror diehards, and it is worth revisiting during the holiday season at any year. Hmm. All right. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten? I like this. I figured you'd have it ranked a little bit higher, actually. No, here's the thing. Because the Yuletide slasher theme overall, it's not... It's not a subgenre I'm attracted to for the most part. Oh, all oh, right on. Um, I enjoy my holiday killer. Okay. I could have bet on you guys' ratings tonight, and I would have took the pot. Would you? Yeah. All right. This is where I had you both. You had me at a five point five. Yep. Mm. Right on. Look at you. You need to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. All right. But yeah, seven out of ten. I, I, I feel like this is uh, very underrated. I feel like it's undervalued. Uh, Magger's performance, I think it's worth the price of admission. It's really good. I, I it is a slow burn, and honestly, if if that's not your type of movie, I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe stray away from this. But if it's something that you're open to, watch this movie because I Definitely feel like it. this Definitely is a this is a really unique take on a person's descent into just madness and just being lost. Yeah. yeah. And the backdrop is Christmas. So, yeah. Taxi driver. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I never really thought about this. You just said I was like, man, yeah. Yeah, good call. It fits. Yeah. All right, Hitchhikers, this concludes our review of Christmas Evil from 1980. We all hope you enjoyed our in-depth analysis of this lesser-known Yuletide slasher. You can find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements and updates. 
And make sure you also visit the King Art Facebook page that is linked to the NHP page where you can find a wide variety of incredible artwork from the King himself. You can also email the show at nostalgiahighwaypodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter username is at HighwayNHP. So there's all kinds of ways to reach us. Any input you guys will have on anything, any questions you have, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure you tune into our next episode. What was, what was that? I don't know. That was weird. Anyways, all right. But uh, tune into our next episode where we travel to Utah, where we will discuss the cautionary tale of Billy Caldwell, where he takes it upon himself to punish those who are naughty during Christmas time. One episode 29 where we will review silent night deadly night from 1984 but in the meanwhile beware of harry stadling's ever elusive tune and make sure you've made it into the book of good names for all the good boys and girls this year on behalf of the lord ketchum and dave king of the road i am your host the mayor matt logson and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us and we'll catch you next time out on the highway But I'm kind of curious, did Philip, in your guys' mind, did he think, do you believe that he thought he killed his brother during this time? Does it serve the plot in any direction, whether he does or does not? No. think he's killed him? No, not at all. I'm just asking a question. Well, then it's a really rhetorical question. <laughs> sure is. And we'll probably edit it. And it okay it falls it. under my, I only woke up with one fuck to give this morning, and you're asking me to give it on this. That ain't happening. All right. It doesn't matter. You choose. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> That's how I think Two, about your questions. Touche. You got a better question?